0: All righty, everybody. Good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week number seven got underway the other night in a uh, little bit of a—I uh, don't know—just a strange game. We, we, we said we were going to stay away from it. We did. Uh, it kind of played out the way I thought, and uh, Cleveland Browns ended up coming up victorious. If you picked up the Ernest Johnson this week on waiver wires, uh, he definitely provided uh, a big spark to start your fantasy week. Uh, but we're here to talk about the weekend games, and uh, Wiz, how are you doing
1: today? Yeah, uh, doing, doing well. A uh, little strange situation uh, that happened with uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, where he uh, seemed to be one of the favorites for people to pick up, and then um, he hurt himself in pregame warm-ups, and... Uh, ended up not playing, and I know in a few leagues that we're in, um, people had him in the
0: starting lineups, and that was a a tough one. Yeah, it's a tricky one to put him in the lineup, I thought. I think you pointed this out on on one of our league chats, uh, especially with both Beckham toughing it out. Uh, We had Jarvis Landry returning from an injury, Uh, so there was a little bit more question mark around the usage of the player, but at the end of the day, you know getting hurt in warmups nobody can predict that sort of thing it's a tough break for a fantasy owner and a crap way to start the week
1: yeah it really is it's just one of those things you get nothing to do about but if i had the player i would not have started him with case keenum at quarterback and beckham and landry both playing in the game but uh, unfortunately there are people that did uh because of necessity start him and uh ended up taking a big fat zero but uh that is the unfortunate, unlucky side of fantasy football. But we're going to talk about uh, some DraftKings and our betting uh, for the for the uh, week seven. So looking forward to that. Yeah,
0: I will say this, Wiz. You know, I've kind of banged the drum uh, till I'm blue in the face uh, on this one. But you know, I thought that game on Thursday definitely typified why you don't have Thursday night football. There were more players limping around and so many players that were out. Uh, And and it's really shocking because both of these teams were, you know, playing extremely well a few weeks back. Now Denver's lost four games in a row, right? We we thought this was a team that was kind of resurgent. Teddy Bridgewater looked terrible the other night. Um, And and Cleveland, though, to to credit the the Cleveland Browns, uh, with, with a completely backup cast, Uh, Came out ready to play, and uh, the home fans were treated to a victory in that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I said this—I don't know, four or five weeks ago when it happened. I I feel um, that the importance of that Jerry Judy injury is was really not was very understated. And I—he's one of the best route runners in the league, and their receiving core is just not the same, and they just have not been able to move the ball the same. So uh, yeah, just. um, it just, it just a difficult situation with that. Yeah. On, on the flip side,
0: too, is let's face it, the Broncos have now lost two starting linebackers as well. Uh, Von Miller got hurt in that game, as good as their secondary is. And, you know, they have a star rookie in Patrick Sutan, uh Jr. Um, still, that defense, they couldn't, the injuries at the uh, linebacker position definitely showed up as they could not stop Darius Johnson or any part of the Cleveland Browns running game.
1: Yeah, they they you know they they lost their will uh, to stop the run the game stop the running game and uh, Denver made it a good game in the second half but uh, still Cleveland prevailed and uh, we'll see how it plays out.
0: Very good, Wiz. Well, let's get to the uh, DraftKings for this week and why don't you kick things off at the quarterback position?
1: Yeah, so quarterback position. Um, I am going to 6,000 above. My play is Ryan Tannehill this week. Uh, I feel he's definitely been a disappointment in fantasy football, but I really like him this week in this matchup uh, to do a lot of things. His price is $6,400. i am all over that. A little further down, I think Justin Fields is actually going to have some success. Uh, I think he's going to be able to run the ball a little bit um, on Sunday, 5300 is 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 fair value and you're getting a little bit of salary leverage with the player so uh justin fields a little further down at 5300 and i'm gonna fade the great Kyler murray at 8500 i just feel this type of game it could be one of those games where arizona has a big lead or they play a sleepy kind of a game after such a big win on the road and the way they've been playing against division opponents now they're at home against the texans it could be one of these games where he throws for You know, two touchdowns and maybe 250 yards, but at 8,500, I don't think the value. I'm more interested in uh, other other quarterbacks down the line on DraftKings, so I'm going to fade at the price. Kyle Murray, 8,500.
0: Yeah, i come in complete agreement with that. So I'm going to start with that. and I have next to Kyla Murray's name, blowout uh, game script. That's exactly the, my, my notes on that. And you articulated that point. So I'm in full agreement with that. And given that he's at 8,500, that's the reason for it. We're not saying that Kyla Murray's not going to have a good football game. Just is just not the type of game where it's back and we don't think the back and forth nature of this game is going to be there. So I'm in, I'm in complete agreement with you on Kyla Murray, uh, where I'm actually in complete disagreement with you is on Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you and I are partners in the league. He is one of our sec, uh, two quarterbacks that we play in, in, in a flex lineup. Uh, Wiz, I haven't seen it. The receiving core is banged up. I don't necessarily like the backup guys. I think they're gonna. it's going to come out in my player prop bets, too, on how I feel about this, but I think this is going to be a Derrick Henry game. Uh, we did see that a couple of times when he's played the Chiefs before, uh, but I'm not seeing it. I don't trust A.J. Brown coming off of the food poisoning. I never trust Julio Jones. I think the guy's career is finished. And as a result, I am fading Ryan Tannehill. So we are on opposite sides of the coin with that. I do want to cover Justin Fields quickly here. Do you remember two years ago when Daniel Jones, or three years ago, when Daniel Jones was a rookie against Tampa Bay? Now, Todd Bowles wasn't there yet, but Daniel Jones lit up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a rookie quarterback, had a monster game. Uh, I found it very interesting for a team that has not passed for over 200 yards in any game. Uh, that the line for Justin Fields, and I, we both know how good a uh, run defense uh, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. They also have a completely beat-up secondary. But that line uh, on Justin Fields' passing yards hasn't budged an inch. At 215 and at 215.5. It has stayed up there. When I looked at it initially, I was like, oh, this has to be a slam-dunk fade. They haven't thrown for 200 yards yet. I've watched for the line to move. It hasn't moved. I find it very interesting. I do believe this is a game where Justin Fields is going to have to do a lot of different things because they won't be able to run the football, although they will be getting Damian Williams back. So I'm very intrigued by that call. I like it.
1: All right, and who do you like at quarterback? Yeah, so
0: I'll I'll tell you, I I think Matt Stafford is going to exert his will uh, on his former team uh, at 7,100. The Detroit Lions have no chance in this football game. I think Matt Stafford will – just do whatever he needs to do in this game. I think it'll be a, a, you know, one of the same same type of performances that we saw last week from him, where he threw for four touchdowns and he sat for the fourth quarter. I could see the same thing happening again here. And I love both those quarterbacks in the Raider Philadelphia game. I love Derek Carr impressed the hell out of me last week in that game. I really took leadership. I do. I do think he'll have another big game against an Eagles secondary that's not necessarily that strong. And on the flip side, I think it's going to take, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts kind of playing from behind in this football game again. Uh, so I, I like both those quarterbacks. Hurts is at 6900 Carr is much cheaper at $6,000. So, uh, so that, those are the quarterbacks that I really like this week in that particular matchup. I find that matchup to be an interesting one. I think it'll be a high-scoring football game.
1: Alrighty, So why don't you take us out of running back
0: here? Yeah, so Derrick Henry at 9,200. I know it's 9,200. I think he's going to have one of these kind of 175 to 200-yard games. Uh, so I'm advocating going after Derrick Henry in this particular week. Uh, I think Daryl Henderson, uh, there's a theme here in that Detroit Ram game at 6,600. I think he'll be able to do what he wants. Sony Michel is a little bit banged up. And I think this is a week, given where you have a lot of teams on buys, uh, this is a week where I know you have flexibility with a player like Cordaro Patterson, but at 6,300, I like using him at the running back spot. Uh, You know, he's going to be still a, a big part of this offense. Calvin Ridley will be back. But, you know, they have found a way to use this player in the right way. So I like uh, Cordell Patterson at 6,300. Two running backs that I'm going to fade, and it's game script related uh, for Chase Edmonds at 5,600. He's also still a little bit nicked up. But I just don't see this being the type of game where they're passing the ball a lot to him. I can see James Conner actually outperforming him this week. And the other guy, just because we haven't seen it, Wiz, and until we see it again, I'm going to keep fading the player. Uh, I own the player in a couple of leagues, but Antonio Gibson at 5900 I have to fade Antonio Gibson.
1: Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, I don't mind the fade. I, I just think that's more due to that. He's just not 100% <clears throat> than the matchup. I'm going to go to my fade. It's going to be – I'm going to start off with Josh Jacobs at 6200 I, I just don't think he deserves that price tag. Um, he just, to me – He's an afterthought in the game script. Is just to do a lot of things. Kenyon Drake plays a lot. Passing game. I just don't think he warrants that sixty-two hundred. Now we'll get to the running backs I like. Yeah, I mean, you know, Derrick Henry. I'm not going to talk about him. You said what you have to say about him. I'm going to go to running backs a little bit further down the list. Um, I'm going to go with James Conner, a player that you mentioned is 5,600, I think, the game script. And if they're running the ball and they have the lead, he could, you know, get maybe 80 yards rushing, some receiving yards, and a touchdown as well. Uh, I like Mike Davis. I know you mentioned Patterson, but I like Mike Davis in this matchup. Um, I just think, that, you know, against the Dolphins. The opposing running backs, that's the way to go. So Mike Davis is 5,200. Um, further down, Miles Sanders, 5,100, is a player that I've really never had in any of the leagues since he's been in the NFL. He's never a player that I've talked about uh, as far as DraftKings or prop plays, but Miles Sanders I really like at 5,100. And further down the list, I like him, but I'm, I'm just worried that he's going to be so highly owned. Devontae Freeman at 4,400 figures to get the majority of the offensive uh, backfield carries and playing time for the Ravens this week and that running game, was is rolling. So uh, Devontae Freeman uh, is on my list as well. So that's what I have to say at running back. I, I'm
0: curious, Wiz, on that. And I don't blame your discussion on, 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 on Freeman uh, with Latavius Murray being inactive, do you expect to have Tyson Williams activated, number one? And is there a chance that we kind of get a situation where we get surprised that Tyson Williams actually gets a little bit more of an opportunity in this particular football game?
1: Yeah, nothing would surprise me <laughs> with what, what he, you know, he did, because when I thought... It was going to be Tyson Williams' opportunity. They kind of like made him inactive, made him an afterthought. And now, maybe when people are just completely forgetting about it, maybe he'll step in more. But I just feel when I've watched the Ravens play, certainly on third downs, the player that they trust the most is Devontae Freeman.
0: Yeah, and uh, I've seen
1: that in a few games where he's been active. So I, I just think he'll be the guy when they get down to the goal line. It could be Le'Veon Bell. I'm not sure about that, but I, I just have to go by usage. And I, I like Freeman to get the, the, the most carries in that backfield. Okay. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I'm not going to dispute that. All right, so uh, let's go to wide receiver and why don't you uh, head us out.
1: Alright, I'm gonna fade DJ Moore this week. I just think this is gonna be an ugly game, uh, against the Giants. So I just, it's not that I don't like the player and I don't think he's gonna put up, you know, decent numbers. Just that that price tag over 7,000, I'm gonna fade him. Conversely, I love McLaurin this week. I think Terry McLaurin is gonna have a, a big, big game at 6,900. Um so I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving, I'm loving McLaurin against the Packers in this game. Um, and a little bit further down the list, without Antonio Brown, I figure this is going to be a big-time game for Chris Godwin. So Chris Godwin, 5,900. And then much, much further down the list, his second game off the layoff, I just feel Rashad Bateman is capable of putting up a big game, had six targets, his very first game back. You have to figure now his second game back, he's even going to be better, stronger. And uh, I like Rashad Bateman at 3,400. So that's what I got a wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go right off on the Bateman point because I actually have him in my prop bets, and I have him as my break the slate guy at wide receiver, thirty-four hundred. I love what I saw last week in just his first week, so I'm in complete agreement with you there. Uh, he, he looked. He looked like a. He looked like the best receiver on that team last week, uh, and I think we'll see a lot more of that, uh, especially in his second football game. So I, I'm in complete agreement with with you. And when we get to the prop bets, I have a prop bet that uh, points towards Rashad Bateman as well. So uh, I'm going to pile on as well. Uh, I'm in. A Complete agreement with you, no Antonio Brown, and the price point of, of uh, Chris Godwin is very attractive to me at 5900 so I really like that. Calvin Ridley mysteriously missed that game in London. I don't know what the cause was, perhaps because he was not vaccinated. I don't really know. Uh, they never came out with it. But he was dealing with a personal situation, but he comes off the bye week uh, against the Miami, uh, Miami Dolphins secondary that's banged up. And normally, they're, they're a pretty talented one, but I'm not sure who's playing. But I like Calvin Ridley, who's dropped down to 6,600. And game script, I think Brandon Cooks has been extremely consistent all year long. I find that they're going to be playing from behind in this particular football game. Game at six thousand. I like Brandon Cooks. I also mentioned. Uh, I also mentioned that that Raider game. I just. I have a feeling it's going to be Henry Ruggs as the guy that's going to be someone to shine at fifty five hundred. I like Henry Ruggs in this game uh, against the Eagles. Uh, my fades. DJ Moore seventy one hundred for exactly the reasons that you articulated. And I'm you know I talked about Tan Hill. I'm fading him, so I'm fading AJ Brown at sixty three hundred until I see it, Wiz. Uh, I'm going to have to be proven incorrect.
1: Oh well, then you see it in the second half last week against the uh in the game against the Bills. Yeah. I mean, no, I, went, yeah. yeah, no,
0: he played I, I I think he played a little bit better, but I don't I I think this is a game where they really lean heavily on Henry, but you know, maybe I'm wrong. Let's see let's see what happens.
1: Well I mean I Think you, you know, I don't think you—you know—I don't think the premise is wrong. I just think that he's always dangerous on those play-action passes. But I hear you, and uh, certainly understand why you would want to fade him. So, why don't you take us out of tight end here?
0: Yeah, so I, I'm a frustrated Darren Waller owner. Uh, so, given that he's the—you know—one of the higher-priced tight ends this week at 6,700. Uh, you know, I think David Carr has spread the ball out. Since week one, he spread the ball out a lot more. Uh, You know, at 6,700, he's one of the more expensive options. And, uh, you know, it's just not been that type of performance that we've seen from Waller since week one. So so I'm fading Darren Waller in, in this one. Uh, and, and the tight ends that I like this week, uh, Mike Kosicki looks like he, especially with the bang-up receiving core for the Dolphins at 4,700. And I think Dallas Goddard's going to show you why with the, in this particular game. Uh, he'll be back from COVID. No more Ertz, 4,600. I really do like the player this week, Wiz.
1: Yeah, no, uh, completely understand that. I'm going to start off with my fade. And my fate is going to be, uh, you know, relative to a player that you mentioned, the wide receivers. I'm going to say Kyle Pitts at 5900 I want to see Kyle Pitts have a terrific game with Calvin Ridley in the lineup um, where, you know, he's, he had a great game in the game in London with, where Ridley didn't make the trip. And I just feel like with Ridley's target share – uh, Kyle Pitts is, is being still overvalued a little bit. So I'm going to say Kyle Pitts at 5900 I think tight end is a position where you could get a lot of salary relief and some good ownership leverage as well. Zacherts, uh, again, 3900 Dallas Goddard, those two guys are split up. I think both could do something. Gesicki, I'm with you as well at 4700 And Colt Komet, Jimmy Graham not playing. I, I just think at 3000 it, it's just. Terrific salary relief on the player, so I'm fading pitch and I'm going to go and avoid the other elite tight ends like Kelsey and and Darren Waller. And, you know, as well as I you know you're fading Waller, I'm just going to stay away from him altogether and go for some salary relief at tight end, where I think there are a few tight ends under four thousand and around forty-five hundred that can put up pretty big weeks.
0: Yeah, so I, I would say this, Wiz. I mentioned Bateman as being one of my break-the-slate guys at 3,400. My other break-the-slate guy at 3,000 is Cole Komet. Uh, you mentioned no um, uh, no uh, Jimmy Graham. I think you're playing it in a situation where Allen Robinson is not playing at 100%. There is a ba- banged-up both uh, linebacking core and secondary for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and no way they're going to have to beat the Buccaneers. They're going to have to throw the ball a little bit in this game. Komet at 3,000 to me is a robbery. On the flip side, I also like O.J. Howard uh, at 3,400. He had, was a little bit banged up earlier in the week, but he was able to fully practice on Friday. No Gronkowski, no Antonio Brown. I think he is one of the beneficiaries of that. There'll be, there'll be another as well, which I'll talk about in the prop bets, but I think he's attractive at 3,400 as well, Wiz.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to go to my break-the-slate player as well, and it's wide receiver. And I'm going to go with Tyler Johnson of Tampa Bay. It's a guy that Brady really likes. Um, He trusts him. He threw to him in in big situations in the playoffs last year. And I just think without Antonio Antonio Brown in the lineup, I think Tyler Johnson could have one of these games kind of like a breakout game um, and be the third guy in that receiving core and put up big numbers at 3000. So my, my break the slate guy at minimum salary is going to be Tyler Johnson, Tampa Bay bucks.
0: Well, he'll be in my prop bets with, so, uh, I like the call and, uh, yeah. So that uh, good, good call by you as far as I'm concerned.
1: All right. So yeah, looking forward to the, uh, betting, uh, podcast they're going to do. I have some clever ideas, I think. So, uh, We'll, uh, we'll get to that next, I
0: guess yep okay let's uh, let, let, well, let, let's get into that now let's let, let's do that right here right now with the games so uh, games
1: in the same uh, the yeah yep. to we're, g- we're
0: gonna do this in the same podcast yep we're gonna do it in the All same right. podcast so so let's talk about games this week first off how many games do you have this week and do you have any two unit plays?
1: Uh, I have two games. Neither one is a two-unit play. One is a game that I like, and the other one is one of those lines that seem way, way off to me, so I'll get to them right away. Uh, I'll clear clear it out for you after that. So the game that I like is the Cincinnati Bengals plus 6.5 points against the Ravens. Uh, I just feel the Ravens played a perfect game last week against the Chargers. It's, dupl- it's, it's very difficult to duplicate that. The Bengals are 4-2. Both, both games they lost were by a field goal. I think that point spread is too high. I'm going to take the Bengals plus 6.5 as my first one unit play. And The other one that the line is just looks terrible to me i just don't understand the line so i'm gonna go with the same thing it, it hasn't failed me at all yet this year i'm gonna go with the eagles i don't understand the line the raiders are four and two at home the line has been fluctuating between two and a half and three points it makes it look like it's so easy for people to just delete it two and a half points with the raiders i'm gonna take the eagles with the points either two and a half or three whatever the line is currently sitting at just because the line looks off to me Bengals plus six and a half Eagles plus three, those are
0: my two games for the week. Yeah, you're zigging when others are zagging, I think, when it comes to that game, because I would agree. The, the, if you look at that line, that uh, I'm talking about the Eagle line, that, that, that is begging you to bet the Raiders based on what transpired last week.
1: Absolutely. What do you got this week? So I I, uh... I
0: have no two-unit plays. I have two games. Uh, I have two underdogs, one of which is the same as yours. So I'm in complete agreement with you on the Bengals. Uh, I also think the Bengals are for real. Uh, I think they're better on the defensive side of the football. I think this is probably the most important game of the weekend uh, and probably the best game of the weekend, quite frankly. Uh, And I'm with you. So I like the Bengals at plus six and a half. The other line was that looks mysterious to me, because I thought that the Seattle Seahawks without Russell Wilson last week played a pretty good football game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, particularly in the second half. Uh, I think at home with that crowd, uh, and we, we've seen it already, New Orleans, is this is not the New Orleans Saints of the New Orleans Saints uh, previously with Drew Brees. Uh, Seattle is going to be getting four points from the New Orleans Saints at home, I know the Saints are coming off a of bye week, but the Saints, to me, are not a particularly good football team. And with that, I will take the Seattle Seahawks plus four.
1: All right. You like it. Uh, so together, we have the similar game with the Bengals. And uh, I like the Eagles. You like the uh, Seahawks. So we have three underdogs combined. So why don't we get to the props? And uh, I'll let you go first with the props. How many do you have? And uh, how many of those that you have are you uh, you know calling a two-unit play?
0: Yeah, so I have eight. Eight prop bets in total, uh, and I don't have any two-unit plays, but I have eight prop bets in total. How about yourself?
1: I have seven in total. Uh, three that are going to be two-unit plays for me, and four that are going to be one-unit plays. So why don't you uh, reel off yours first?
0: Okay, so we'll do. So I've talked a lot about Tannehill uh, and, and what I think is going to happen in this particular game. So I'm going under. Two, uh, last uh, last I looked, it was at 250.5 for Ryan Tannehill yards. I'm going to go under on Ryan Tannehill, 250.5 yards. And I said I like Derrick Henry, 117 and a 117.5 yards rushing. I'm going to go over Derrick Henry with that. Uh, stay in at running back. There's two two guys that I think will do quite well this week, just the way game script will work out. I also think that the Houston Texans have been very consistent in how many times they want to give uh, Ingram the ball. Uh, Mark Ingram, over 41.5 yards. I think the only hope that the Houston Texans have is to try and keep Kyle Murray in this offense off the field. 41.5 seems relatively low on a player that... I think in two of the last three weeks has touched the ball over 20 times. So I'm going to take the over on Mark Ingram uh, rushing yards at 41 and a half. I'm going to take the over Damian Harris, 66 and a half yards rushing against the Jets. I am going to fade Elijah Mitchell total yards 77 and a half I think it's too high. I think Hasty's gonna be active in this game. And if you see Sermon active as well, as you can see, you're just gonna see things kind of divvied up amongst these three players. So I'm gonna fade Elijah Mitchell total yards, 77 and yards. I'm gonna take the under. Un- you're going under. I'm taking the under on that. That's fading the yeah, that's fading. Now under 77 and a half for Elijah Mitchell. Uh Jared Goff stinks the Detroit Lions stink. 264.5 yards, that is a joke for Jared Goff. He's only eclipsed that one time this year, and he's not going to do it against the Rams, so I'm taking the under on Jared Goff, 264.5. And, and then there's two other bets uh, that we talked about players already, uh, Bateman and Tyler Johnson. I'm taking over 3.5 catches for Bateman, and I'm taking over 29.5 yards for Tyler Johnson.
1: Bateman over 3.5, and, and Tyler Johnson over... 29 and a half yards receiving, and Bateman's over three and a half catches. That's correct. So three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And which are the ones that you've distinguished, or are they all the same? No, all the same.
0: Plays? All the same, but those are my eight bets for the week.
1: All righty, I have seven. Uh, four of them are one unit plays, and then three of them I just feel are going to win. I mean, I just I just feel extremely, extremely confident. So let me start with the four off that I like. Um, I'm going to go TJ Hawkinson over four and a half receptions. The Rams have been unable to cover the tight end and certainly going up in good tight ends. They have really been unable to cover a good tight end. So I'm going to go over TJ Hawkinson at four and a half receptions. The next one I like is on Monday night. I, I won the wager with Najee Harris last week. The Seahawks do not – cover running backs well um alvin kamara over 30 and a half receiving yards, and i know he hasn't had big numbers receiving with winston a quarterback but i i just feel that he's going to have a a good game and 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 i just feel that line is ridiculous so i'm going to go over 30 and a half yards rushing uh, receiving for Kamara. Uh, the Carolina Panthers do do not give up anything to to running backs out of the backfield. Again, uh, they gave up three yards receiving to Dalvin Cook. It, the line isn't out on Devontae Booker for the Giants, but whatever it is, uh, 10 and a half, 12 12-1⁄2, whatever it is, I'm going – Devante Booker under receiving yards. And my fourth one unit play is every lead running back has gone over as far as the prop plays on under and over rushing yards against the Miami Dolphins. I'm going over Mike Davis. 46 and yards rushing. I feel it's the type of game where he's going to get enough carries, and that one that bet's going to win. So I like Mike Davis over 46 and yards, following the trend with starting the lead running backs against the Dolphins. Then my three two unit plays. The first one is a Ryan Tannehill play. It's not passing yards against you. You're going under. I love Ryan Tannehill to go over 17 and a rushing yards he hasn't run the ball much at all this year I think this is going to be the perfect time for it I think there's going to be a handful of plays where he fakes the handoff to Henry and he bootlegs the ball and just takes it for design runs I think uh, Mike Vrabel is going to watch the, the film of what Josh Allen did running the ball so I'm loving Ryan Tannehill over 17 and a half yards rushing the other one is Miles Sanders In the fourth quarter of that game, the Eagles got the running game going against the Tampa Bay Bucks, a team that nobody runs the ball against. The Raiders are horrendous against the run. So the line isn't out yet. It hasn't been all out all week. Whatever it is, Miles Sanders over – The rushing yards, I'm going to assume it's going to be in the 50s, uh, maybe 60, whatever it is. I'm loving Miles Sanders over rushing yards. And the last one is the Chicago Bears. I've hit a few overs on these prop plays covering wide receivers in the slot. Without Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, this is where he excels in the slot. Chris Godwin, a lead pipe cinch over five and a half receptions. Those are my three two-unit plays. Tannehill over 17.5 yards rushing, Chris Godwin over 5.5 receptions, and Miles Sanders over rushing yards Whatever it comes out. That's all I got.
0: Yeah, I I would say on those, and they're all interesting, I think the one to me that, that definitely makes the most sense is the Tannehill rushing yards, especially, as you mentioned, with Josh Allen and how the Buffalo Bills did uh, against uh, against the Chiefs, uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. So, and I'm not going to argue with the other ones either, but I think that one, to me, kind of sticks out.
1: Yeah, I mean, t- they're going to commit... So many guys to Derrick Henry, as well they should, and they're going to turn their back on the, on, on the line of scrimmage when they send Julio Jones and, and A.J. Brown deep. I just think this is going to win. This is going to be uh, some real easy opportunities for Tannehill to take off and run on design runs, and then also on some plays where the play breaks down as well. So I'm, just, I'm, I'm loving that one. I'm feeling really strong about all of these props especially the three uh, ones that I have for two units.
0: Yep. All right. I like I liked the thought process, and uh, obviously you articulated it well, and uh, hopefully we both fare well And uh, your seven picks, my eight picks, and uh, off to week seven, Wiz. So uh, wish you a good rest of the weekend. Well done as always. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and uh, have a good rest of the weekend, like I said, and uh, good luck, Wiz.
1: Yeah, you do the same.